You buck tooth heathen. Whoa. You don't have buck teeth. Use... There's a little bit of a space, I mean. That's not buck teeth. That's no, a... I'm just saying if you... You made the erroneous mistake of calling Walmart a bookstore. I, I no. You said when I was at the bookstore, you weren't. You were no. at the Walmart. Is that the Walmart? Not a Walmart, the Walmart. It actually has a T-H-E in front of yeah. the sign. So when you were at the Walmart book aisle... You noticed something or other that you wanted to tell me that you already told me, but then I forgot when we came downstairs. That um, TikToks. Yeah, there was a there was an author. He had like two books there, and it had like a little sign in front of it, and it said "as seen on TikTok." So I didn't know, and I know you are kind of more have your finger on the pulse of these kind of things. So I don't know, maybe for just like. If, like, advertising on TikTok has, like, been picked up, or if it's, like, authors have been using TikTok to, like, tell their stories or something? Like, I don't know. Well, I was actually talking uh, to Ash about this a little bit. I forget. He was ranting about... It was either, like... Uh, no, I wasn't... It? Maybe it actually had something to do with the next part of what I wanted to bring up. But whatever it was, I mentioned that there is, uh, like, a book talk, like, TikTok for books... I don't have TikTok. I, I'm on yeah. the Reels. Reels? Reels. We've gone over this. We're team Reels because we're old. I feel like yeah. if you're over 30, you have to be on the Reels. Well, we already got the Instagram. It's already on there. It's too right? much. To, another app. I don't want that. And then is China watching? Yes, no, maybe so. I don't I don't want all that. I'll just let Zuckerberg steal my data. I don't need China directly yeah. stealing my data. At least let him work for it by buying <laughs> it off of Zuckerberg. <laughs> right? But anyway, neither here nor there. You said advertising. I think that's probably what it is. I've never seen one of these things because I couldn't imagine you could do a good review in like a couple minutes. So maybe like if somebody had poetry, they would probably have that. Because I know like some of the in- Instagram writers, like they do like little short things where it's like, yeah, hey, my new book's out and they'll talk about it for yeah. a minute or they'll have like a, a quick excerpt from it or something like that. Uh, as far as just like what the actual like what writers and readers do on TikTok, I'm not too aware of so. Uh, but if he said, you know, as seen on TikTok, he must have, that author must have been talking about it or it was like a featured thing or something. I have no idea. But that uh, brings me to the other part, which I know slightly more about. I was talking to Terry Mixon from the Dead Robots podcast because he posted it because they have the listeners of the Dead Robots Society Facebook group, which yeah. I'm in. And he was talking about uh, this new Kindle Vela story thing that they have coming out. Kindle Vela. I never heard of this. Yeah, I think. Um... Like I said uh, before we started, they recently just dumped like a whole bunch of episodes. I think they were talking about this on one of their new episodes, but well, I, I you know, I started a little wax and philosophical there. It was like, uh, hey, buddy, why don't you uh, tell me more about this fucking gobbledygook going on? Because I don't understand what this is. I, I didn't look it up at all. Uh, so he informed me that it is a serial format that Kindle's coming out with, so you could post like. You know, serial stories, weekly, monthly, whatever you want to do. Like, I looked and I I watched a video on it, and it actually looked a lot like uh, the Webtoons app I have, where people have to, like, if you want, like, advanced uh, stories, like, before they released everyone else for free, you'd have to pay, like, these coins, which you buy with real money. Or you could, uh, like, there's also, there's some kind of pay option, so maybe you just pay for the thing. I don't know. But Terry was talking about how that lit RPG thing he's been working yeah. on, and uh, it's like uh, like a Dungeons and Dragons type of thing. Not what he's doing is like a video 
I don't think it's Dungeons and Dragons, but it's like a fantasy thing, with like video games or something or other. It's like a like a real advanced like a virtual reality kind of thing, and people get stuck in it. Yeah, something along those lines. But he already has like twenty chapters he wrote or something, so he's gonna publish those, and he's very excited about it. So I said, all right. At first, I got really pissed off because I just saw this is like a way for like shitty fan fiction to fucking blow up and become super popular again. And, like, just, like, really shit writers getting these huge audiences that I don't have and old man Caleb just grumping because I don't, you know, want to put in the effort to write serial fiction for whatever that is. But then I calmed down and I was like, well, you know, most great literary writers started, you know, the ones I read, like the classic, uh, you know, the Dickens and whatnot, they started off with serial fiction. Like, that's how it always was. Like, your Moby Dicks and stuff, a lot of these things were serialized. So I I think it's all right. I just... Like anything, like Wattpad and everything else, it's going to be like oversaturated with garbage, but you're going to have like the Terry Mixons on there doing mm-hmm. like cool, because that's like a niche thing he's doing. So I can see that being cool. Um, I'm mostly interested to like, because when I heard him talking about it, I think they didn't, because they probably don't know yet, but like the price wise, like, are you like, are you just paying to follow a person so you can read their stuff? Or are you paying for each novel? I'm not or? sure. I think the launch is, yeah, the launch is sometime next week, but there wasn't a lot of information. And the video I watched, I uh, kind of half watched it because it was, like I said, it was talking about like coins and different things you could do. And I just wasn't really that interested in it. But uh, that's obviously an avenue that if you're, even if you're not a serial writer, if you just want to build your audience, you might want to look into, especially if you're already on like, uh, you know, Kindle Unlimited, or you publish through whatever the fuck Kindle is now. Yeah. Did they change the name? I forget what it was before, but, like, people publish through Amazon, like, indie publishers. Yeah. I, I never published anything through that, so I don't know, but uh, I forget what it was before people were doing it, but they, I think they changed things up, or there's always a controversy, but it's it seems like it's interesting, and, I mean, I guess it's not that much different than, like, the serialized podcast, like, where people yeah. read their stories and... I, I I think those would actually be more fun because you got music and like old timey radio, which I'm a fan of. So it's just hard to ter- charge for that without having like an all your own. Well, like... I, when I was looking because I've been looking for a new podcast, which I found by the way after our last podcast episode, I actually caught up on everything finally, so yeah. I don't have anything to listen to. I was looking for different like writing podcasts, and there's just so many episodes on every one I found. I was just like, I don't want to jump into this. And then I uh, saw they have premium podcasts on the app I have. I just use the Podbeam app because that's who our uh, host is for our podcast. But they had like premium ones so I didn't look into, but you would have to pay for those, I yeah. guess. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. I ended up going with the Irish history podcast, by the way. A couple, like five episodes is pretty good if you like Irish history. I know you're a big fan. Oh, yeah. A lot of murder. A lot of barbarians. That's how the first episode was about barbarians. So, uh, yeah. Kindle Vela or Vea, if you want to be Spanish with it. Check it out, folks. It's uh, I'm sure everybody's all right. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it going around on Twitter or anything. This, like I said, till that post, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't. I haven't been following that at all. So, uh, check that out if you guys want to uh, have a new avenue to write. I'm sure if you jump on early, you'll be able to build your audience quicker yeah. than, you know, a couple months from now when everyone's on there and then it's oversaturated and then uh, they're going back to reading fucking blogs or something or, oh, gasp, shudder. TikToks. Oh, that that oh, I don't like it. I don't like anything on TikTok that's supposed to be smart or intellectual. I just don't. I don't like it. TikTok is stupid, but I'm addicted to watching reels, not TikTok. Same thing.
welcome to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Mr. Spencer the Honolulu Horndog Church. Honolulu. Stop it right now. That's not it. That's not it at all. Today, we're talking about how to write with balls, Spencer. Yeah. Or testicles. Or vaginas, because this is... Did you write this? I wrote this. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't sound like something. I wrote this in 2018, or published it in 2018, rather. I don't know when I wrote it. Uh, it's a writing quick tips article, how to write with balls. You can find it at drunkenpenwriting.com. I think, looking back, vaginas are tougher than balls. Yeah. But maybe balls as in, you know, machismo, that doesn't sound right. No. But maybe I meant just write boisterous like gusto? like a, a with gusto like you're a fucking peacock and you want your plumes to fly that's probably what i maybe i should just read the article how about that how about that? how to write like an asshole how to write like a cock and balls uh i feel like people nowadays want to write like uh nipples delicate nipples sensitive estrogen nipples not the ones you twist and bite like the ones that are, I mean, nipples kind of hurt. Like like runner's nipples that are chafed all the time. I always have band-aids on. Yes. So I open up with, he was attacked by a dog. Is a weak sentence. It doesn't have any balls. What do I mean by balls? I mean it doesn't have an ounce of courage. It doesn't exude bravery or have the testicular fortitude to carry the weight of what's happening. It's passive, and passive writing is weak writing. I was in a mood when I wrote this. <laughs> yeah, you were. Wow, I must have been fucking... You know, you, know, you, you were writing this article with balls. <laughs> I must have been reading some Hemingway at the time and listening to the Art of Manliness <laughs> podcast or something. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Why? Why was I so mad? Who was I aiming this for? You were typing with one hand and yeah. chewing on a raw steak with the other. <laughs> I must have been writing for the fellas here. <laughs> oh, man. Those are our fucking female audience. I don't think they want to write with balls. That wouldn't even make sense. Maybe that sentence doesn't have much weight to begin with, though. Perhaps the reader doesn't care if he was attacked by the dog or if the dog attacked him. Let's up the ante a little then. John was stabbed by his scorned lover. Weak. And I got Costanza's dad saying, you're weak. <laughs> you're weak. That was the Festivus episode. Yeah. When they had the feats of strength. <laughs> Stupid whoever reading this. Why did I write this? Why is passive voice so weak here? Why does it matter if John was stabbed or if the scorned lover stabbed John? Simple. You just turned your protagonist into a victim and made the scorned lover a side piece. Probably why she scorned in the first place. <laughs> Instead of the one in control of the situation. I'm going to kick it up one more notch so you can fully grasp what I mean. Jeez, I'm kicking it up again. Kicking it up again. Why didn't I just name this article Don't Write With Passive Voice? Well, I mean, that would probably... Uh... Yeah. And by the way, folks, while it is not the best idea to write with, with passive voice and most editors will yell at you, uh, Yukio Mishima is one of my favorite authors. Most of his work has a lot of passive voice, and I don't even notice it. I'm going to say it probably did. all depends on the character and the story. Well, mm. yeah, if you have a weak character, then things are happening to them. That's, yeah. That would be a purpose, purposeful way of using passive voice. I think it's just more along the lines of don't just write in passive voice all the time. Be active, you know, yeah. be aggressive. Have balls! <laughs> balls! Surge! No. No! Absolutely not. When this podcast is clean now, we're sober other than booze and drugs, but no surge. <laughs> Get off that surge. Had enough of that. All right, so I'm kicking it up a notch. Ooh, you'll like this. Again. Batman was shot in the chest by the Joker. 
Even though he wore armor, Batman was dropped to his knees by the power of the bullet. You see, other than sounding bad, these sentences portray Batman as the victim of another person, and even the victim of the bullet. Batman is a damn hero. This makes him look weak and doesn't best portray the viciousness of the Joker. You want the Joker to shoot the motherfucker. You don't want... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Got a cool picture of the Joker in a tuxedo. Yeah. Him. Even though Batman is technically the victim in the scene, the action shouldn't just be happening to him. You should put the power in the Joker's hands and show him in control. This doesn't take away from the heroic nature of Batman. It highlights the wickedness of the Joker. Try this on instead. The Joker shot Batman in the chest. Even though he wore armor, the power of the bullet dropped Batman to his knees. Right to his knees. See, this gives the Joker the power. It doesn't make him sound like an abstract thing that results in problems. It makes him the problem. You want to make the person or thing creating the action the focal point. You wouldn't say the ball was thrown by the girl. That significantly waters down the role of the girl. You would say the girl threw the ball. That's active voice. That puts her in control of the moment, which is what you want. It's strong writing. Then I have a... Is there a pop? I think my water, my water bottle... Scared the shit out of me. Scared my balls up into my body. <laughs> and then I have an example of active and passive voice. As uh, wild penguins attacked my sister. That's the action. Or my sister was attacked by wild penguins. And that's the passive. I can go on all day about why passive voice sucks, but that would make this article longer than a quick tips piece. This must have been like I had an article to write the day before, and I was like, well, what am I going to write about? Oh, I'll write about passive voice. <laughs> I will say there are times when passive voice might be useful. Maybe you do want to show a certain character is weak or a victim. Maybe you only use passive voice for that one particular character in order to manipulate the reader's view of them. Or you might want to hide the subject of the sentence for a later surprise, such as, the Joker was thrown from the building. Who threw the Joker from the building? You'll have to keep reading to find out. See, that is that, that's a way you can use passive yeah. voice because you're having a mysterious person committing the act. You wouldn't just be like, oh, the mysterious person threw the Joker off the building. That would be dumb. Yeah. Either way, it's almost always best to stick with active voice. It makes for a better reading experience and gives your writing the weight it needs. It gives it balls, Spencer. Balls. It doesn't actually say Spencer in the article, but I said it. I'm talking to you. I'll leave you with the video to further explain passive voice. And until next time, keep on writing. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't keep on balling. Keep on balling. <laughs> I almost laughed out loud there because I was uh, not about the last time you were over. You said something like Spencer said with a huge cock or something <laughs> stupid or said cockedly or I don't know what the fuck you said, but it was great. Said the guy with the massive cock. <laughs> like, well, I don't know why that's in my mind now. That cock's on the brain. I feel like you, Mr. Spencer Church, don't really take a lot away from that article because you grew up uh, reading comics, first and foremost, which is yeah. always active. Yeah. You never, I don't remember, I can't think of any instance where I have seen passive voice in a comic book. I, because with the art, yeah. it just seems like, I don't know how you would write it that way. I mean, maybe if you, um, if you just have like a, you know, an unknown like narrator or like, you know. Something like that, something yeah. Like whenever you get into the people's like, you know, um thoughts and stuff like that or the, the you know, the you know, mo monologue and stuff. Yeah. But, but if you saw just like um, a panel of Batman punching the Joker in the face, you would, yeah. your mind doesn't say the Joker got punched in the face by Batman. Yeah. You, you see Batman punching Punch the Joker, Joker in the face. The, yeah. So that's a good way to think about your writing. Because when the reader is reading it, they're never going to think of the victim first. They're thinking of the person, you know, creating the action. Uh, it's not difficult. 
But for some people, I've read their work and I had to send it back, uh, like different submissions. And I'm like, hey, listen here, my guy. Mm. Might not even be a guy, but I guess he's a guy. Makes sound like from New York. My dude. Hey, my 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 main man. This is this old black security guard that's at one of my stops, and he always calls me my man every time yeah. he sees me. It makes me so happy. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. he's, like, hey. he's like, my man. He says it to Denzel Washington. Yo, no, my no. man. No, Yeah, I get it. And I, I'm like, damn right. Damn right. Anyway, um, so I'm like, hey, my guy, you got this passive voice in every sentence. Ditch it. Switch it around. Switch it around. And then they get offended and they don't switch it around. They just take their submission back and go in the bathroom and cry, probably. They probably just go, that fucking guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'll go submit this to the New Yorker now. And then the New Yorker does not publish it. I also have uh, some news. I don't know if you noticed on Google Docs. I don't know how long this has been on there, but they have a feature now where you can do suggest edits. So when you, because I clicked it on accident when I was writing yesterday. Yes, I was writing. And so if you highlight, just say a word or a phrase, It'll come up with a suggestion instead of like just deleting it. So it could be like suggestion, uh, delete the word ball sack. And yeah. then if you, so if you sent me your piece to like, you know, read over yeah. and stuff, instead of me just changing it or having to like write you fucking notes on the side, like it used to be, I could just highlight it and then you can, oh, why is this green? You click on it and it'll tell you the suggestion. Just thought that was a neat feature. I'll have to yeah. show you that. Makes you more uh, like an editor. I don't and like it, it. Well, it's also good for just taking notes too. So if you have like you're writing and you're going back and you see something that's fucked up and you don't feel like rewriting it at the moment, you just highlight it and be like, hey, fix this. It's fucked up. And then yeah. remind yourself of it. Um, that has nothing to do with passive voice necessarily. I just thought it was interesting. Also, if you do, if you folks have trouble with the passive active voice, um, there's the Hemingway editor, which you can get, which just, uh, there's other editors that are probably better now that have that included. Grammarly might even have that if you get the premium version. If you just want something cheap to tell you if your writing's a little too difficult to read or you're not writing in active voice, that'll tell you. Also tells you if you use adjectives too much and stuff like that, too many adverbs. So Spencer, do you feel you ever write in passive voice too much? I don't think I've ever really noticed you writing in a passive voice. Yeah. No, because I'm always trying to um writing to to get to the to the point, yeah. to the punch, like you know what I mean? It's kind of hard to do that if you're with the, you know, with the, you know, with the, the just passive say voice. what you want to say. You write with balls. I write with balls. God damn it! I write with my balls. That's why those keyboard's always so sticky. <laughs> <laughs> so slippery. <laughs> slippery. So sweaty. Oily. Oh, that's not right. Well, that's probably also why it's probably not as good as it probably should be. Because it's oily. Because I'm writing with my balls. Because you wrote it with your balls. You're not supposed to literally it's write it with your balls. <laughs> it's a very, you hit a lot of keys yeah. at the same time. It's difficult. The spell check gets uh, gets a workout. Yeah. Some years ago, probably when I wrote that article, I uh, became aware of, I don't know. It wasn't the suggestion of an editor or anything. I must have just became aware one way or another. I don't remember how. But that in my writing, I had a lot of passive voice coming up at times. And... I uh, made the the choice to fix it, and I guess I did because I don't really do that anymore. Like it's one of those things. At first, it takes a while. You're like, oh, I've got to make sure I'm not doing that. But then it comes second nature, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then you, you don't do. even think about it. So um, it still pops. Yeah, everybody's gonna do it. Like you're yeah. gonna have every once in a while where a phrase just sounds better in passive voice when you're writing it. But then when you go back, like, why the fuck did? It, why am I doing that? Yeah. 
Uh, I do that, you know, every so often, but well, I always well, know to look for that. Well, because I also, too, I think, especially in the first draft, I think it sometimes it's just easier and quicker to write in, like, that passive voice. You know what I mean? And then whenever you go back around for, like, the second draft yeah. and you rewrite, that's when you're like, oh, no, I have to rephrase that or, re- you know, mm-hmm. and to give it the balls. Give it the balls! Um... You know, so I think that might also be a, a common thing, too, you know. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to look into um, incorporating in my work is the purposeful pass- passive voice where, you know, you have a weak character and that's the only character. I feel like for me, like in a novel would probably be better because it, sh- it would show up in a short story here and there. It might get overlooked. Like people are like, why, you know, why is that passive voice or something? But if you had a novel where the character has more of a play uh, throughout, then the reader would catch on where they're like, oh, I see what he's doing here. Only this character is in passive voice. It shows, you know, their weakness. And then maybe all of a sudden near the end, there switches to active voice. And yeah. it's like, oh, that person got a hold of their life or, you know. Yeah, character arc. Yeah, you know, you could do that. Like, that's just like, I always thought it was a cool way to. Um, that or even if you don't have it, um, it could just be like, you can have him throughout most of the novels being that passive, but then like, Something happens, and in that instant, he gets aggressive, and it go. But yeah. then after throw, he kind of goes to back, pat- pat- like, and then so it kind of like gives him those moments when they happen. It's like oh, oh, you know, almost like having like a Jekyll Hyde character. I always thought if you had like Jekyll, uh, Doctor Jekyll would be normal passive voice reserved, but then when he becomes Hyde, then all of a sudden it's active and he's doing things, and then like you said, he can go back. I just always thought that was a cool way to uh. You have a character arc, but you're showing it through the writing style, which is a bit different. Like, a lot of people I don't think do that, uh, at least not that I've noticed, where they use the writing style itself to show, like, character growth or, you know, uh, a character's weak points or things like that. I think just once you become, you know, become a more advanced writer, you start looking into different ways to express uh, not just character growth and things like that, but... um, even like the story and how it unravels. Cause we talked in the past about, you know, changing perspectives and having different narrators and just things like that to make your writing more interesting. I think that's the thing. So you can use passive voice to make your writing more interesting, yeah. but like say if you're writing a short story and you're purposefully uh, incorporating passive voice and you're submitting that somewhere, you want to let the editor or whoever you're sending that to know, by the way, even if it's in your cover letter. By the way, this is part is done on purpose. Yeah. It might seem like a stupid thing to point out, like like almost like you're pointing out an error. Like, oh, you know, my words are misspelled here, but that's on purpose because that person is mentally deficient. Like, yeah. that's how I am showing that they have a mental issue is because the way the words are, you know, the typos are on purpose. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you have to point that out because, especially if, if you're submitting to a magazine or something, if the editor's reading that, they're probably not super invested in what they're yeah, they reading. Get, they so they're so much that they have to go through. Yeah. So if they come to a part with a bunch of typos, they're like, what the fuck is this guy an idiot? And just throw it away. Or, uh, you know, they come to a bunch of passive voice and they're like, why is this passive voice? Like he's got, doesn't know how to write. They might not realize what you're doing. So always feel free to point any kind of writing style. That's purposefully done. Point that out to whoever you're submitting to. Uh, even if it's your agent or somebody you've worked with, like, Hey, just so you know, this is like this on purpose. It's not a fuck up. Because uh, you don't want, like, your, uh, like if you're working through a publisher, you don't want your editor to send back, you know, red squiggles on every fucking thing. Yeah. And, like, oh, God, that was for a reason. 
Like this guy, yeah, he, I understand he speaks Spanish, but he's actually not a Spanish speaker. He's just faking it, so he sounds stupid on purpose. Like I don't, I'm, I'm not, I didn't just fucking try to throw it's Spanish in it. I don't know how to Sp- speak it. It's not real Spanish. I know it's not supposed to be real Spanish. I, I didn't just use Google Translate, and that's why it's so awkward and stiff. Like this is on purpose. This guy doesn't actually know Spanish. It doesn't. Um, like especially if you had like a serial story, that wouldn't be something that would become apparent right away yeah. if you didn't point it out. Any other writing style things you think would uh, incorporate in your work would be cool like that? Because I always like like the typo thing too. Or uh, I've read I've read some authors who will have like just one character, and even though it's not in dialogue, the the narration or the prose itself will be very like uh, stunted on purpose. So like you know, just a lot of like one or two word sentences and periods. Like he walked, he kept walking. He stopped walking and I'm like, why is it like this? But it's only for that character. Like when that character is on screen. So it, it's a way of showing that that character, you know, is this specific way. His, uh, more of his personality. Mm-hmm. You don't always just want that stuff in the dialogue or uh, have the narrator explain like somebody. Oh, he walks this way because he has a limp or, you know, he's sick or something like you can just show it. You know, the old show don't tell. You can show it through the writing style. We should have did a whole episode on just writing style matters. Because uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of things we're not even thinking. Because Haruki Murakami does stuff like that, too, sometimes in his work. Where he'll have something like, why is this guy, why is he like this? Yeah. I'm very interested in why this is written this way. <laughs> yeah. This guy is really fucking weird. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that guy is really fucking <laughs> weird. That's why it's written that way. Because it doesn't, you know, you don't realize it at the start of reading it. It's just later on it unve- uh unravels a little bit but when somebody you know which i'm very guilty of this he said in a gravelly voice oh, yeah 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 it's so easy to say he said in a gravelly voice versus showing that gravelly voice you can get into descriptors of like uh oh, you know he said and his voice sounded like he was chewing on rocks or something i don't know um he was gargling sandpaper like it's hard though to add, but that's where I think it separates like the good writing from the great writing is when you can take the gravelly voice and just show it, but incorporate it in a way that it doesn't seem like forced or take the reader out like it's not too much detail. So that's another way writing style can come into play is how do you show that? Maybe when you're writing his dialogue, like his speaking pattern is very strange. I know I have trouble with that sometimes. Like I like I'll be writing a scene and I'll be like. I know I want to, like, describe a thing this way or do, like, you know, something with, like, a character, but it's just, like, the trying to figure it out, like, the proper way to, like, what words to use to try to convey the, what I got in my head Mm -hmm. that I'm trying, you know, trying to get out there. I mean, it's easy to say, like, you know, the woman was tall, and sometimes that's all you need is the woman is tall. But if that's a fucking character trait... That's going to be either, you know, threatening or like prominent in a specific way. Maybe it makes her awkward because she's so tall. There's a lot of ways you could have it, but you need to establish something more than she's tall. Like you need some, not just a descriptor like, oh, she's looming overhead because she's so tall. Like, yeah, I mean, that shows that she's kind of imposing or threatening, but how can you really show that? Maybe... You know, in the scene that this woman comes into, it was like she walks in and she's already like above everyone else. And they're just looking up with her with awe and they're like, what the hell's happened? And you don't ever have to actually say she's tall. Uh, that's that's the, the key too to uh, 
writing a story in a way that engages the reader, but you have to do it so you don't end up like Alan Moore, where, okay, yeah, you did that, but now it's going on for five paragraphs. Yeah. And you don't want to do that either. You know, it's it's a very tight balance and uh it's a tight line to walk, but if you can get it, you you get some uh you'll get some good feedback on your writing. Cause I've gotten that some of my stories where I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't even realize I had that line in there. I didn't say the guy stunk. I just showed how he stunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, people run away from him or something, and somebody actually liked that. And that makes you feel good about yourself. It makes you want to do it again. But all of a sudden, you have, uh, you're going on for pages about how bad this fucking guy stinks, and now you're fucking Dean Koontz or something, you know. You're not having sex with Dean Koontz. You're, you are Dean Koontz. I take being Dean Koontz. Dumb haircut and all? Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we could wrap it up. I don't really feel like talking anymore. This is supposed to be a quick tips article. Uh, if you guys and ladies and everyone else want to check out... Balls or otherwise. Balls or otherwise. Writing quick tips, how to write with balls on drunkpenwriting.com. If you want to write nasty letters about how fucking uh, <laughs> hyper-masculine yeah. or just stupid that article sounded, go ahead. I don't know why I wrote that like that. Uh, I must have, like I said, because the, even the picture, it's like fucking guy Powell driving a shark. <laughs> like this is the featured image. So the, the dangerous way he's not even landing on his knees; he's landing on his butt. That's how. Fucking, that's a screwdriver. Yeah, I was gonna say that's how Stone Cold got injured. That's how he broke his neck. Yeah. So, yeah, you can check that. Check that out. I guess I don't know why I wrote it like that, but you know, maybe I was trying to write it with balls. Maybe I was trying to show how you write with balls. Um, I think you were probably just trying to get it out as quick as possible. So I just turned into a fucking hyper masculine yeah. douche when I'm trying, you know, trying to get something out quick. I also had news for you, Spencer, but I'll tell you off air. Okay. You folks don't need to always hear the news. Sometimes you just need to wait in silence might and be patient. The, might hear the news later. Might hear it at another time, another juncture, another day. See, that's called a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Tease. Cliffhanger. Yeah. You have to tune in later, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Will it ever come? <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to come. <laughs> um, You can check out Sting over here. You can follow us on... <laughs> Twitter at Drunk Pen Writing, Instagram and Facebook, Drunk and Pen Writing. Uh, if you have like a podcast app that you can rate us on, please do, or Apple Podcasts. That helps. Or just any feedback you want to give us. We always appreciate it because we're always looking to not just improve, but have different content ideas. Yeah. Because it's hard to judge what the audience really wants. Yeah, if what we're doing is what you guys want to listen to, you know. Yeah, yeah, because believe it or not, as stupid as we might appear or sound... We do have a lot of useful information that we can relate to you in a fun and engaging way. Did that sound realistic? Sure did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, reach out to us and we'd love to uh, chat. So thank you for listening. Drunk and Pen Ready Podcast out. <laughs>